You are now listening to Chakras and Shotguns. Welcome back to Chakras and Shotguns, episode three. I'm Jen. And I'm Mick. Welcome back. We're back. Last episode, we talked about meditation. Hopefully you guys took some time to meditate. Yes. Get your meditation practice on. So today, I'm going to have Jen do our breath work. All right. I want to start us with uh, some of that. Okay. And then we can jump into our main topic. I'm excited. All right, let's take some time to focus on our breath before we jump into the episode. Take a deep inhale through the nose, filling your belly, and sigh out of your mouth. Let's do that again. Take a deep inhale in through the nose. Filling up your belly. Breathing air into your upper lungs. And sigh it out through the mouth. Let's close our lips. Take another deep breath in through the nose. And sigh it out through the mouth. Now focus on your breathing, and I want you to imagine a small ball of light, golden light, directly above your head. Take another inhale, and as you exhale, imagine that ball of light becoming rays of light that cover your entire body. Take another inhale and exhale out through your nose. So now that we're covered in light, let's set our intention for this time together. My intention is going to be clarity for today. I love it. All right, let's get started. All right. So today we wanted to cover a prepping topic. And I think the most important thing in prepping is water. We all know water is super important for life. Mm -hmm. Definitely for me. We all know the statistics. The human body is made up about 60% of water. We can't go more than three days without water. Only three days. Three days. You're not going to make it past that if you don't have some good clean water. I can't make it 30 minutes. I mean, maybe you could you could drink your urine, obviously, which is a lot of water in it, but who wants to do that? Anywho, <laughs> we know that water is important for our mind, body, and spirit. Um, you know, we're always being told to drink more water, drink more water. How much water are you drinking a day? Do you have your water bottle? And 
There's a lot of different schools of thought about how much water we should be drinking a day. Should men and women drink the same amount of water? Some say three liters. I've seen a gallon, et cetera, et cetera. Whether we get there or not is a completely different question. But what happens when our access to water is cut off? Right. So our goal today is to talk to you guys about what to do to prepare for situations where you need water and may not have it readily accessible or the normal ways you would normally uh, access water. And so we'll focus on urban and suburban environments. Um, And so as you're thinking about different scenarios, I think the first thing you should be doing is trying to calculate exactly how much water you're going to need. Um, So Jen mentioned already, you know, we need around three liters of water a day uh, per person. And so you should be spending some time thinking around, okay, my family, I have a family of four. I want to be able to make it a week if my water gets somehow contaminated or shut off. So I need to make sure I have four times three, 12 times seven, um, 84 liters of water, right? And that's just drinking water, right? Exactly. Um, And so if you want to get into bathing, washing dishes, cooking, cooking, you need to add some water on top of that. Mm -hmm. Um, So it could quickly add up. Um, But let's think a little bit about some scenarios that we've seen play out and how long people were without water. Most recently here in Texas, we had an ice storm. Um, It shut down electricity, which affected the pumping stations that were pumping water to certain areas. Uh, And so we had situations where people um, either weren't getting water or if they were, they weren't actually accessing clean water. So they were under what's called a boil advisory, meaning any water that was coming through their pipes, they needed to boil before it was safe to use. Mm -hmm. Uh, And how long about how long did that last? How long was that? About a week? About a week. Exactly. Plus, it was so cold that a lot of people's pipes froze. Exactly. And so, you know, there were people who couldn't access their water because the pipes were frozen. And we were waiting on basically Texas to thaw out. And then waiting for plumbers to come and repair burst pipes if they they actually burst. Um, And so, yeah, that could quickly add up into a number of days. Um, without water. And in the case of this ice storm, it wasn't because everything was kind of iced over. It wasn't safe to really get on, get out on the roads to go and try to find um, drinkable water. Right. Um, and then a lot of the grocery stores didn't have electricity. Exactly. So and, and on and on it goes. Exactly. So it, it just created a terrible situation. I mean, you can think about Hurricane Katrina or Hurricane Harvey uh, and how long those areas were flooded and people were, were unable to uh, access clean water. Um, and so that's why we think it's super important for folks to really do the math, figure out how much water they need, um, and then start thinking about how they could actually accumulate. So I wanted to go over a few options for water storage because, you know, we can't have our folks out here thirsty. So like, what's the answer? I mean, we just buy up a bunch of water. Can I just do that? Yes and no. So Definitely a a budget-friendly way to go about storing water is to buy some extra water, but you want to make sure that you rotate it 
And the reason for that, and you know, I made a big mistake when it came to this, is that plastic will degrade over time. So when I first got into prepping, I went out and I said, okay, I'll buy just some of the, the cheaper water as my emergency backup water. Um, you know, the, the good stuff, the good natural spring water we'll, we'll have for our everyday use. But in a case of emergency, kind of that, that cheap version that you see that's, um, you know, typically public water source, filtered water, um, and it's on sale all the time. I bought a bunch mm-hmm. of that and stored it in the closet. And I don't know if you remember what happened, <laughs> but after about six months or so, I went into the closet and we had a huge mess because that plastic started to deteriorate uh, and there were leaks in the actual jugs. Yeah. So that wasn't fun to clean up. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, we had a couple of bottles of water just in the closet because in Texas, you know, we get tornadoes. You got to run into the closet. You don't know how long you'll be there. And I was moving some stuff around and it happened to me too. I knocked something off the top shelf and it just exploded like a water balloon. Exactly. So if you're going to go that route, make sure you are rotating that water into what you're drinking regularly and just kind of having that extra supply on hand um, in the event of emergency. Yeah. So if you have, if you usually have like one pack of bottled water, just pick up an extra pack and then just go through it normally. Exactly. So if you're moving, if you're thinking about other options for water storage, don't want to go the plastic bottle route. There are a few other things that I want to talk about. So the first one um, is a product called the Water Bob. That's Water B-O-B. And why I love this product, I think about growing up. And I'm from the Gulf Coast. We we prepare for hurricanes. Um, And my dad, in one instance, when a hurricane was imminent, he filled up the bathtub with water. And he was like, hey, you know, if the power goes out, water's not pumping, we're going to use that water for drinking, cooking, bathing. Mm. I'm like, okay. That's our backup. Fine. And our tub was pretty clean. I mean, we didn't have any obvious types of rings in the tub when we filled it up <laughs> with the water. And it wasn't just grimy. But as I looked at that water over the course of a couple of days, you know, hair kind of falling into it. And it was oh. just random bathroom stuff sediment soap scum whatever it is that kind of just was in the water and i'm like i hope we don't have to drink that ever and so anyway insert the water pop it solves that problem it is basically a plastic collapsible tank that fits right into your bathtub and allows you to have clean fresh drinking water or cooking um water straight out of your your bathtub tap. Does it have a lid? It has a little screw cap on it, actually. Ah. Yeah, so it keeps stuff from drifting into the water yeah. that may be in your bathroom. Um, and it's it's clean. It's a sterile situation. Um, it's recommended that you only use it one time for that right. reason because it's kind of hard to, to clean it out if you've used it once already. Um, but it's a great option. I, I think it it's, it's, says it can hold up to 100 gallons. Okay. Um, but most tubs... Only hold about sixty, so I think it's they don't they don't recommend you kind of go over what your tub would normally at its Got max it. hold. So think of it as like a sixty gallon option, um, and it costs about thirty five bucks. So pretty low entry costs. I think it's the first thing I recommend to folks. 
Um, but it does have limitations, right? Mm-hmm. It's only really able to be used in situations where you know the storm is coming. You know, ice storm is pro- projected to hit your area. Hurricane is projected to hit your area. You're thinking, hey, water may go out. Let me go ahead and fill up this bathtub with the water pop, right? Mm, yeah, so you got to catch that in advance, hopefully. Exactly. So requires requires that forethought uh, on your part. Um, so let's say, you know, you want to have water in case you're not able to kind of have that opportunity to prepare in advance. Um, there are a, a few few options I want to mention. Um, the first one I actually purchased were these great five-gallon stackable water jugs. Uh, and they're made out of that food-grade blue plastic um, that, you know, are great for keeping clean and, and keeping things uh, secure. So with those, um, you want to make sure that you're cleaning them properly before you fill them with water. So you want to take about a teaspoon of bleach, mix it with some water solution, get those nice and cleaned out. There's YouTube videos that kind of show exactly how you can do that. Uh, and then when you're ready to fill them, you want to make sure that you're using a drinking water safe hose. Those are typically going to be white. Um, you may see them in kind of like the RV section of a sporting goods store. Um, and it basically just ensures that the water coming out of your your pipes into the actual um, storage containers is going to be free of any type of bacteria. Okay. You, you don't want to use your garden hose that you water oh. your plants with. <laughs> so... With those, um, you also want to have a couple other things. You want to have a bung wrench, which will help you to secure it tightly. And you also want to have some water purification drops. Most of the time, your tap water is going to be treated with something like a chlorine to keep it clean and keep it free of, of most kind of microorganisms. Mm-hmm. But just to be safe, it's 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 all it's a good idea to add those water purification drops as well, just to make sure there's nothing growing on the inside okay. of that when you close it up. And that's bung, B-U-N-G. We'll put it in the show notes and... Maybe some recommendations, Mick, so people yeah. can find that. Definitely. We're going to link everything that I mentioned here in the show notes so you can easily find it um, for yourself. Next, I want to talk about the big boy. So that's the the 55-gallon drum. Uh, it's a huge blue barrel, um, and it holds a lot of water for you. Mm-hmm. Now, this definitely requires space. This is not for someone who lives in an apartment. This right. is, you know, you have to have kind of the space to store it at home right yeah so um garage is a great place to put this um but if you do store it in your garage a lot of garages just have the concrete flooring um so you want to make sure you have some untreated wood um that you can set the um the barrel on because apparently i learned this um concrete has uh oils and chemicals and things that maybe come from like your car uh and those can leach in through um that blue plastic and contaminate your water so you want to make sure you have a nice uh, barrier there. Yeah. So this is definitely for people who are like in their home for the foreseeable future, because this isn't something you really want to empty out and move around and refill somewhere else. Right. Yeah. It's pretty expensive to fill it up. because You're taking tons of gallons, um, you know, from your, your your public water source and putting them in there. It takes a really long time to fill a it up. Long long time i was the i was the prepping partner that day absolutely i needed our help to make sure that our uh faucet was you know secure with the hose to make sure that the water was going in properly so it took us quite a bit of coordination to get that full like like bring an ipad bring a book watch a show 
I caught up on Real Housewives that day, just waiting on this <laughs> drum to get full. <laughs> yes, yes, for sure. Um, and just on the, in case you're wondering how much those cost, they're on Amazon for around 120 uh, And those five-gallon stackables that I mentioned, they run about 55 as the lowest I saw for one of those uh, online. So um, Amazon, I think, has those those uh, in packs. So you can get like six for 110 Um so a little little pricier than the 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 water bob uh, and obviously just buying extra water at the store. But I think it's worth the investment, especially if you're in a, a house and have the space to store that water. Okay. Uh, and then the last thing I'll mention is what's called the Berkey water filtration system. So uh, earlier we talked about how during the ice storm there was a boil water advisory. And essentially... What that means is that the water treatment plants weren't able to ensure that the water coming into your house was free of bacteria, viruses, any other types of microorganisms. And so you were you know, being told to boil all that out. Well, most home filtration systems like a Brita, for example, wouldn't filter out those things, um, those bacteria and, and virus microorganisms. Um, but there is a product out there called the Berkey. Um, and it comes in different sizes and their filters uh, have been tested and they eliminate 99.999, as many nines as you can think of, uh, of the um, bacteria and viruses that could be in that untreated water. Um, so it could save you some of the hassle of having to boil your water um, during one of those notices. So is that something you can attach to your faucet or... No, you'd want to basically, the way it way it's set up is there's kind of like a, a top portion that you would pour the water into. Okay. Um, so if you had a hose, maybe you could connect a hose, one of those drinking water hoses from your, your faucet to the Berkey itself. It's kind of high, kind of high up, so it doesn't really fit neatly into the kitchen sink. Maybe okay. if you have like one of those pull-out pull faucets, you could, you could arrange it that way. Um, but yeah, so it's a little clunky if you're trying to get it connected directly to the... Yeah. But it's really good at getting all of the yucky stuff out. Absolutely. I know folks who use it kind of in their everyday drinking water. Like they, you know, don't have a Brita. They use their Berkey instead. So uh, it's definitely an option for that. It it has a a really long warranty. So it can kind of take the the, uh, wear and tear of everyday use. Um, And the big Berkey um, runs about $285. And I remember the... Thankfully, we didn't have a boil advisory notice, but we knew people who did. and. You know, even when you got the all clear, it was like, mm, I want to wait a week. I want to make sure we get this yeah. all the way right. You yeah. Know? Yeah. It's, it's a, you know, obviously I think the the water treatment folks are, are testing the water constantly, but it still doesn't give you a lot of confidence. You're like, uh, what do I want to do here? Mm. So having that Berkey would give you some peace of mind. So let me ask you this. Um, it's hot AF in Texas right now. We talked about like being at home. But what if you're out or your car stops or, you know, there's some crazy accident and you're like stuck on the road? What do you need to do? Because I know with plastic, I've definitely gotten that chain letter about keeping plastic in the car. So what's, yeah. what is the truth? Yeah, that's that's great. Um, I think we definitely want to make sure that our listeners have access to water on the go. Um, there are some conflicting articles on the internet regarding the whole plastic bottles in your car. Um, I've seen some studies say that if those plastic water bottles 
uh, are left in extreme temperatures, they can leak BPA uh, and, and a chemical called ala, alatoni. Um, not quite sure on the on the, pronu- the pronunciation there, um, but those chemicals could leak into your your water. Mm. Um, and I've seen other studies that say you know they tested across sixteen different types of bottles and only two of the samples had trace amounts of BPA and that other metal um, in the water. So um, nothing definitive on it. I would be safe though uh, okay. and not keep bottles of water in my car for longer than like maybe a week or so um, just to avoid potentially having um, any of those issues. Um, Other options. So I really like these little emergency pouches. Um, They come from a company called Daytrex. I found them on Amazon. They have about four ounces of water in each pack and they have about a five year shelf life. Uh, And there are these little packs that kind of fit neatly in your glove box. Uh, And so if you're ever in an emergency situation, um, you could utilize those. Um, you know, two of those pouches would basically be, you know, an eight ounce serving of, of water. So they got like a little, I call it a swallow water. Exactly. You know, something to help you make it, you know, <laughs> if you have to walk a couple miles, like I remember, um, back, I think it was 2017, there was a fire on this Atlanta freeway. And I just remember seeing pictures on the news of all these cars like trapped on the highway. And yeah, they probably weren't too far from a store, but, you know, say you have to walk three miles to get to the Walmart to be able mm-hmm. to buy some water, right? You might get thirsty. You might want to have something in the car just to be able to make it. Um, and I also think about when my parents were evacuating um, from Houston, mm-hmm. when they were um, leaving for one of the hurricanes that was that was coming, they were on the road for hours and hours and hours. And I mean, these are highways, right, which don't have any exits um right. nearby you know there's miles and miles between these exits and not and not a chance to kind of get to a service station if you're stuck in bumper to bumper traffic mm-hmm. um and so having something like that would be super beneficial if you're in a situation like that so you want to have those options in the car um and then the the second option i'll mention for being in the car is a product called the life straw and so the Life Straw, um, they basically advertise it as a on-the-go water filtration system. You could, you know, utilize any type of water source and stick the straw directly into it and drink from it. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's an option if you kind of don't have the the water on hand and need to need to hydrate. So when you say water source, are you talking about like a creek, like a stream? Yeah, I'm a, talking about a bumbling brook. I'm talking about. A pond, you know, oh. <laughs> I'm talking about, you know, if you got to go to the bio, as we say. Oh, <laughs> that Houston came out. Um, so, yes, it, it, it basically is any type of water that is available to you. And you don't know if it's good or not to drink. The livestock can help to filter out some of those baddies. Okay. Um, as the non-prepping partner, the MPP, I do like to bridge the gap for folks who want to make some of these investments um, and may want to research more into them, but they're wondering what they can do now. I would suggest it's a good habit to always have at least one water bottle on you. Like if it's refillable, that's more sustainable, but especially in the summer, taking water with you when you go, because I think you need to get in the mindset, not to be paranoid, but just preparing Absolutely. preparedness right 
of like, just in case, like, yeah, I'm just running up to Walmart, but you can come back out to your car and your battery's dead and you got to wait and you're trying to figure it out. And, and yes, you might be able to buy something else, but you are prepared. Yeah. I think one of the things that kind of COVID has taught me just seeing how the supply chain broke down with toilet paper, right? Mm. We could see supply chain issues with water. I, I think water was one of the things, at least at our local target, that was out. Like you couldn't get our favorite brand of water right. for weeks. Um, and so let's not take for granted that we'll always have the opportunity to purchase the things that we need. And I think that's one of the key messages we want to bring across to you guys. For sure. So hopefully those options that Mick covered and I chimed in and helped on them. It's Vanna White today. Can help you stay hydrated. And we want to make sure, you know, we love a thirst trap on Instagram, but we don't want a thirst trap at home or on the go. Am I right? Absolutely. So let's stay hydrated, folks. So before we get out of here, we wanted to introduce another new segment. It's our must-read list. If you remember in our first episode... Mick talked about that research phase and we definitely started devouring a lot of information and we've accumulated a lot of books, but there are some really, really good ones in there and we definitely want to share them with our listeners. So a book that I read that I really, really enjoyed was called The Biology of Belief. It's written by Bruce H. Lipton, PhD, and It's a book about how through our mind, we can manifest certain things in our bodies. So a really good example is the placebo effect. And we're all taught about that in school and about how, you know, people will go through these drug studies and they will exhibit symptoms or side effects or recover, even though they got a sugar pill. And I think he talk, He talks about how we kind of dismiss that like, oh, wow, that's really neat. And it's like, no, there's something really to be explored there that you took a sugar pill and they told you that it was the real thing and you healed yourself. And so that's just a little taste of of that book. If you haven't picked up any type of scientific book since like ninth grade, like me, it is a little science heavy, but I promise you it's definitely worth it. And just take your time, stick with it. And I think you'll really, really enjoy it. All right. Thanks for that, Jen. I I can attest that I have not read the book, but Jen has like kind of nudged me and said, hey, listen to this study that they did. And I've been super interested. And so I'm waiting for her to finish so I can jump into biology belief. So that's my two cents. All right. All right. So we're going to get out of here. A friendly reminder, if you have any questions, anything you want us to talk about, anything you want to know about, please send us an email with the subject question at chakrasandshotguns at gmail.com. All right, guys. And as always, please hit the subscribe button and give us a five-star review. Five. Cinco. Thank you, guys. Bye-bye. Namaste. Namaste.